Hello and welcome to Cooking Your Way Through Life. Today's episode is Cooking Your Way Through Starting a Business. And today's recipe is ceviche with a focus on mise en place. Cooking Your Way Through Life is a podcast combining knowledge of the kitchen and applying it to real life situations. This podcast is all about understanding techniques to make things you already know even better. Topics from traveling on a budget, setting and achieving short and long-term goals, and of course, cooking. So on today's episode, we're going to talk all about starting a small business. Now, I've started one before in the past, and it failed, and then I rebuilt, and so is my co-host. So we're going to give you our do's and don'ts and our ups and downs, and hopefully it helps you in your business. We're also going to make an amazing ceviche today, so sit back, enjoy, and get ready to learn. Please welcome Chef Hollywood. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. Um, Thank you for joining me again. Today we're going to go over something that is near and dear to me, which is cooking your way through starting a business. Now, today's dish is going to be ceviche. But we're really going to focus starting out on mise en place. So mise en place basically breaks down to a fancy way of saying getting everything together. So everything has a place and sorting organizing, which is the key to our dishes success today and also the key to the success of starting a business. Now, I have the pleasure of having a co-host today. And she is no stranger to starting businesses. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Queen Tashaya, who is a CEO, artist, and world traveler extraordinaire. Hello, everyone. My name is Queen Tashaya, and I am the CEO of House of Melanin. And Melanin is abbreviated to MLNN. And I can't wait to speak with you guys today about starting a business and just how to be great. Awesome. Awesome. So the biggest thing we're going to talk about today is going to be starting a business, but we're also going to incorporate a dish as we always do. So the dish today is going to be primarily talking about ceviche. So if you don't know what ceviche is, ceviche is a cured kind of dish, meaning that we use different types of acid, either from lemons or limes, sometimes grapefruits, and we cure the the items in the dish, and most of the time it's mostly seafood mixed with vegetables and fruit. So this originated in Peru. It's really big in Caribbean. And the reason why we're going to incorporate this is because the biggest thing to understand about ceviche is mise en place. And mise en place is just a fancy word to say that, or a fancy way of saying getting everything in order, which as I know, and Tashaya can attest to, Starting a business is all about getting everything in order. Yes, so, yes, it is. <laughs> like a lot of times, we definitely think that is is what happens afterwards, but we don't really take a look at what happens before, and that's what we're going to touch on today. So, without further ado, let's get started with this thing. Yes. So, Tashaya, first of all, what made you want to be a business owner? What made me want to be a business owner is just. Growing up and not really having anything that tailored to me or tailored to people that looked like me. So I wanted to create something that people that looked like me could relate to. So like the first business that I created, it was just melanin. And that business, it was a t-shirt line. 
And I did pretty good with it. But after about a year or so, I really let it fall to the wayside. And then I started painting. So then I created art by Chai B. <laughs> and then so with the painting, that did pretty good as well. And I ended up letting that fall by the wayside too. And then about a year or so later, my skin just really started acting up. So then I started making my own soaps and other skincare products. Okay. And then with that, I then got the idea of to of restarting my business and calling it House of Melanin to incorporate all of the things that I create because I want it to be like a one-stop shop. You can get everything that you need for your house. So I have so you, so you basically did a lot of things that didn't pan out exactly how you wanted to. And then right. instead of giving up, you incorporated all of them into one business. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. 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 Apparel, I put the artwork, and then I incorporated the bath and body products, and then even from there, I just started to expand onto doing different things like bringing in candles, bringing in um smudge kits because I'm really big on like setting the ambiance and smudging and just making sure that you're grounded and things like that. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I am slightly biased because I am also a member of House of Melanin or or I have ordered things in the past and yes, I will say yes, they are yes, amazing. Yes. So thank um, you. <laughs> but I think the biggest takeaway already is that for those who are listening is that when you start out with a business, you might have one plan, but that might not be what you end up with. And that's a great way to start our recipe because so we're making ceviche today, but just because we're making ceviche, it does not mean it's going to come out exactly how we want it to. <laughs> now, <Right. laughs> and it's also a big thing because another reason why I chose to do this dish is because there's actually no cooking involved. So we're letting the juices of the lemons and the limes basically cook our meal for us. So we're, we're, we're leaving ourselves of the task of adding heat to make sure that this dish comes together, which is pretty much what a lot of us business owners do by putting ourselves out there and not knowing <laughs> what will happen right? <laughs> or exactly. where it would go. So the amazing plus about this is that we want to get everything in order. So no matter what you put into a ceviche, you want to make sure that we are setting up ourselves for success. So that means that you decide what ingredients you want to do, Today, since Tashaya is a big fan of shrimp and crab and lobster, I think that the most appropriate ceviche to do is just like a super Caribbean. Where do you want to go? Either Barbados, Trinidad, and Tobago, or Jamaica with this. It's up to you. Let's go Jamaica. Jamaica, okay. Jamaica, Jamaica. Okay, so we're going to go Jamaican with it. We got our dish that we want in our head. So this is exactly what most chefs do. We think about things from the finish to the start. So we think about things in reverse. Kind of the same way that a lot of business owners do. Because you never think about your business as, I'm going to be sitting here on legal Zoom trying to figure out paperwork for two hours. Right. <laughs> you, think, <laughs> you think about people buying your product and you getting out there. Right. So if we're going to do Jamaican kind of ceviche, then I think we should go ahead and get all of our ingredients out. So right now you think about all the ingredients you want in it. We know we're going to do shrimp. We know we're going to do lobster. We know we're going to do crab. We want to make sure that if we're using something like crab in here, you want to use um, some crab legs or, cra or lump crab meat. 
something that won't break down too easily. Um, even maybe if we just use the lump crab on top as garnish that we still get at the end because it's going to cook a lot within the within the acid. But also think about the other things you want to put into it. Like what what fruits and vegetables make you think of Jamaica? Mango. Mango. Okay, so we got mango in there. If we're gonna put mango, then we want to make we know it's gonna be sweet, so we want to kind of offset that with something a little bit spicy. So maybe like is habanero too hot for you, or is it gonna be jalapenos? I think habanero mixed with the mango, they go together. I think that'll be good. That's a good choice. I'm glad you chose that. That's <laughs> that's what I was gonna say, but this is your dish. So all right, so we're gonna yes. do some mangoes, some habaneros. Um. All right, we got the really nice kind of seafood in there. Since we don't have a lot of white fish because we're using the other aspects, so a lot of times with shrimp and lobster, I find that they kind of have a buttery flavor when you heat them. But in this case, it's going to be super fresh. So maybe like even another fruit, you like pineapple? Yes, I do. All right, so let's put a little pineapple in there. And then like to make it a little earthy, um, bring in some some more bell peppers, like maybe like a tricolor. You always want to think about the the look and the aesthetic of it. So onions, are we a no or a go for onions here? Onions are go, yes. Okay, so let's do some some red onions. That's another aspect of color. Um, and then I think last but not least, let's see. Well, not last but not least, because we still got to get to our citrus. But before we get there. Are you a fan of tomatoes or are you a no tomato type of person? My palate is changing. So <laughs> I'll say Always yes good. to tomatoes. Okay. Okay. Not heavy on the tomatoes. Okay. So let's do cherry tomatoes versus like big tomatoes. That way it's like little, okay. little bursts of tomatoes. Also fun yes. fact, cherry tomatoes are great to buy out there because most of the time throughout the year, 11 months out of the year, you get really great cherry tomatoes. They're in season. And unless you live on a tomato farm, then most of the time throughout the year, you have big red cardboard that you cut into. So you don't want to buy those big tomatoes unless they're in season. If you do like tomatoes or you just want to give them a try, try cherry tomatoes because they are in season a lot more. Um, And then last but not least, you have all kinds of citrus to choose from. We can use lime, lemon, grapefruit, orange. You can mix and match. Um, use a, all, you got five citrus. You can mix and match or choose one. It's up to you. Which way we're going to go with this? Hmm. I'm thinking maybe a little bit of grapefruit to add a okay. different taste into it because it's a little bitter. Okay, and okay. maybe a little bit of lime. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So grapefruit and lime. Now I'm not going to talk about the seasoning because you chose Jamaica. And um, if you already know my website, Chef Hollywood website out there, Culinary Creations, chculinarycreations.com. You can see my Jamaican jerk season. So I'm a little bit biased, but you can add a little Jamaican jerk season in there. And there you go. You got your season. But we're going to take it up a notch because we're going to use this dish as kind of a same way both of us have reinvented our businesses or restarted them. So originally, I would just say chop all these things up and we're going to put them in a dish. But now I would say we're going to chop all these things up, leave them to the side. And I want you to turn your ovens at 375 because we're going to roast all of our fruits and vegetables to give us an even more kind of Jamaican feel here. So get everything chopped up, turn your oven on and now it should be preheating. 
Now, while that's preheating, let's get a little bit more in depth in our business starting here. So what do you think, Tashaya, was one of your biggest obstacles to overcome when starting your business? Like what what did you find that no one told you about, but when you realized that you was like, damn. <laughs> I think the biggest obstacle with starting a business for me, it was just starting. That was probably the biggest thing for me. And I say that because that's a word. Right. Because oftentimes you want things to be perfect. You don't want to start anything until you have it just right, what you envision in your head. And I realized that if I keep waiting until it's perfect, I'm never going to start it. So I had to just go ahead and sit down with myself and say, okay, if you start now, you'll have a point to show your growth. But if you continue to wait, who's to say you're ever going to start? So if you go ahead and start right now, you'll be able to start with, say, three soaps. And then you can expand and grow. And growth is adding additional products. It's changing your packaging. It's doing all of these different things, upgrading your website. So showing that growth is what I lean more towards. And that's what made me start. So that was probably the biggest obstacle for me. Yo, that's uh, um, people in the back. I hope y'all heard that because that that is legit. Probably one of the best kind of um, I was like a cheat code that you might get if you think about starting a business. And I think I think a lot of people don't think about that, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I um, I think it happens a lot with us. Like I don't know if it's a it's a human thing where we always kind of just want everything to line up exactly how we want it to line up because we look at other people and we're just like, Oh, they did this. So it must've been perfect when they let it go. And that's not the real world. Yeah. You got to start, you got to start somewhere and starting is hard. Yes. Yes, it is. I would say, um, for me, I agree with what you said, but also it was moving into being my own boss. Um, because I've had in the past, I've been a store manager of a little, little chain store cvs pharmacy shout out cvs uh (laughs) and then i've been um sous chef and executive chefs and i've been i've had the honor or like the privilege of like being my own boss within other people in certain instances um so even like working for america's test kitchen like on the ships i was my own boss but i reported to somebody and i also was keeping america's test kitchen happy by being a brand ambassador but with this I'm my boss and you're your boss and we don't report to anybody. Um, Right. And I don't know if people realize that it's harder to manage yourself than to manage anybody else because we're horrible people. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I want to say horrible. I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself. I'm bad. Like I, I will, I remember just managing a kitchen. You see people's strengths and weaknesses, and I try to put them in the spots that they're supposed to be in. And I'm I'm like, that's how I manage. I like to do that. But also, you get to know how people get out of stuff, if that makes sense. Like, people will, because, I look, we will make an excuse. We will justify things. And if you're justifying why you're not doing something to yourself, you're always going to win. <laughs> yes. That is very true. It is nobody to refute your justification. So (laughs) I think that was the hardest thing for me. It was getting over the fact of like, if I say that I want to do something on the first and 
it doesn't come together. I'm just like, well, I mean, it's my stuff though. Like I could do it on a second. Cause I justify, I justify it some way and be like, you know, it's cool. Like you ain't got to do it. You got to hold yourself accountable. And I think that was, that was probably the hardest thing that nobody told me starting out. So. That is very true. Like I, cause I have definitely struggled with managing myself and cause I'm a procrastinator to an extent. I yeah. definitely procrastinate. Yes. And it'll get to the point where it's like, okay. I know I need to fulfill these orders and I'm going to get to them. But let me go ahead and create another soap first or let me go ahead and work on a new label and then I'll uh, go ahead and package up these orders. So that is definitely one thing that I currently do struggle with. I'm definitely getting better though, especially with my Juneteenth sale that I just had. I made sure like I wrote out a timeline for myself, a schedule for the day. This is what I need to do. So at this point, I'm going to be packaging everything. At this point, I'm going to be making sure I have everything labeled and ready to go, everything set aside. And then at this point, I'm going to be dropping stuff off at the post office. So managing myself has certainly been a struggle mm. and just organizing everything as well. So organizing, I getting the music organized. Yes. Everything needs to be organized. And when it comes to like, if you're working for a bigger corporation, it's easier because you already have a blueprint of everything that needs to be done. Yes. But when it comes to your own small business, you create that organization ladder or chart or anything. You have to create all of that. And if you're not on point with yourself, it's going to be difficult for you to do all that other stuff. Yes. Yes. Another word. Because, yeah, I I think uh, um, if you're sitting at home right now or I mean, a lot of us are probably sitting at home right now. But uh, <laughs> if you're in a job right now and you work for a big corporation and you're thinking about one day I want this to be me or one day I want my own. Exactly what Tashaya just said. You need to look at the blueprint of what that company has and not copy it. But look at the things you like and look at the things you don't like because you need to incorporate that into yourself, into your brand, into your business. Because we all need structure when it comes to running a business. Because, I mean, the ultimate goal for me, I don't know about you, like I run my business by myself just like you. But eventually I want to either partner with people or do stuff and you want to bring people in and do projects. And you never want to you never want to be that person where you bring someone in and you're unorganized because exactly we all have worked somewhere where we've gone to the so and, and we just look at damn, this is this is horrible. Who did mm-hmm. and now it's you. It's you. Right, right. My <laughs> tables have turned, and I don't yeah. want that. <laughs> exactly. So even if it's just for selfish reasons, please organize people <laughs> just so you don't look bad in the yes. future. So, all right, that's good. That's good. Uh, we can go ahead and move on with our next item on the the recipe here, which is getting all of our ingredients into the oven. So since we're going to bake off these ingredients or fire roast them, as I might say, then the best thing to do is to make sure that they do not burn. So do you cook a lot at home, Tashaya? When you say a lot. <laughs> I mean, I noticed that, but I'm just trying to see what she's going to say. <laughs> no, I do not cook a lot. However, I've been becoming more comfortable with the kitchen. Okay. As okay. of like last week. But 
That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to roast these vegetables off, um, my recommendation is that either you have parchment paper or aluminum foil. Um, Either one is your preference and just a baking sheet. So that's going to be like for those who don't have baking sheets, just type it into Google. It's easier to look at or Amazon, but you're going to use a baking sheet and we're going to go into the oven. But you don't want to just put vegetables in the oven. So when we chopped them up earlier, this is a great thing about something like ceviche. It's up to you. So if you like onions and mangoes and pineapples and peppers and everything else we put in here, then you want to chop these things up to the specifications that you like. Now, for me, I always tell people, um, especially when you're cooking off vegetables, like we're going to roast these, the key key thing here is to make sure that all your vegetables, fruit, everything you're chopping up is the same size. Now, this is for um, it looking uniform and it looking nice, but also for cooking. Because if you have one piece of pepper that is about one inch long and then one piece of pepper that is four inches long, those two pieces of peppers are not going to cook at the same rate. So... I like to call it working smart, not hard, because we want to work smart when putting things in the oven. Um, another thing is that since you're using shrimp, if you don't know what size to cut up your items, I always um, look at it this way. If your shrimp is going to go in whole, whatever size shrimp you're buying, cut your other fruits and vegetables down to that size. So that all your pieces that you're eating in your ceviche come out to be the same size. So we're going to chunk our our um, red onions here. We're just going to slice our cherry tomatoes in half. We're making sure that all the peppers are going to be about the same size. I would say about one inch by one inch if we're using medium-sized shrimp, a little bit bigger, or even the same size if you're using large shrimp, so they're a little smaller. And then pineapple and mango, same thing. Now, we're not roasting off the pineapple and mango because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, when I'm in Jamaica, I love jerk chicken. I love jerk items in Jamaica, but I also like to wash it down with a nice, strong Jamaican drink, uh, usually mixed drinks. So to me, since we're already going to roast off our vegetables, I'm going to keep our fruit fresh. So we kind of have a a really nice kind of mixture here. All right. So nice. So we're going to roast these off. But before we roast them, once again, we're going to make sure we seasonal with our jerk seasoning. And then we're going to put some extra virgin olive oil. So it's going to season our vegetables and keep it from burning and give it a nice, strong flavor in the oven. So we're just going to go in the oven. So we're going to go in and we're going to caramelize these items so that they really give us a nice flavor overall and kind of turn it from the fresh vegetables to that kind of new, smoky, kind of different vegetables. So this sounds good to you, Tashaya? It does. All right. All right, so Dale's in the oven now. We got our mangoes and pineapples set up. We have our juice separated, so our grapefruit juice and our lime juice. And also the main thing here is that our grapefruit and lime juice is separated to the end, and we're keeping our seafood cold. So either keep it in your fridge at this point or on ice. So I think we're going to make the executive decision of going with lump crab meat just on top. So that when we're eating it, we can kind of mix it in, but we don't get it kind of kind of in there. And then for garnish, because, I mean, we fancy, we just use a crab claw. So, you know. Oh, yeah. And we can go ahead and marinate our crab claw. So we'll, we'll make that happen. All right. So as those are cooking off in the oven and we're getting everything together, now we're moving into the meat of 
cooking, but we're also moving into the meat of having your business or starting your business. So once you start your business, for me, I found that advertising, getting the word out and doing those type of things that I thought were super easy because (laughs) when looking at social media, it seems like you just post something and then it goes viral. That quickly became a myth for me. So was that your experience or did, were you one, one, one of the lucky few that just went viral automatically? I did not go viral automatically. And it took a lot. It's taken a lot to get the word out. But what has just helped with me is consistency. So basically being consistent with posting and, and when I go out in public, I'm always wearing one of my business shirts. So whether it's a shirt that says Hella Black, Hella Proud, or it says We Made America Great, or it says this melanin on it, I'm wearing that. And anytime that somebody says, oh, I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. It's from my line. Here's my business card. And then so that will get them to go to my site. And then they'll see not only do I have apparel, but I have Bath and Body Works, Bath and Body Care. I have um, different things to offer that you need in your house. Awesome. I think that is something that um, I'm going to sound real old saying this, but us younger generation, (laughs) we don't really think about right now because we think that social media is the end all be all. And just like you just heard Shai say, if she's out, then you're automatically running into potential clients, potential customers, potential people that might say something about you to somebody else. So every single time you're buying those Gucci shirts and those Nike shirts and whatever, you're doing the same thing. You're advertising for those companies for free. So if you have a company, why not advertise for yourself and put yourself out there? Is that so? Yeah, it's it's those small things that I think that a lot of times we forget because they they kind of become second nature, but we need to just remind ourselves that we need to stay on that kind of thing and have your business cards. Um, all your people that you're going to run into might not like business cards. So, you know, have a website ready. If you don't have a website ready, then start small with a Facebook page. Like right. we got, always got to start somewhere. But yes. I, I will say, um, and Tashai is amazing at this. I struggle with this a lot. Um, I feel like I get inspiration from people like you and other people that I follow. Shout out to all my small business owners out there is that I forget a lot to advertise for um, certain events or holidays and things like that. And I'm always looking at Tashaya and I'm just like, oh, that holiday is coming up. I might need to put something out. (laughs) So what I've started doing is kind of like what you touched on earlier is that I have two calendars now. I have okay. a calendar where I I set up my my everything from all the stuff that I'm dabbling in. And then I have my weekly calendar that I'm just like adding stuff in every single week to try to push, push, push because it's so many social media platforms. Um, and right now we're definitely pushing more online than in person because of stuff that's happening this year in 2020. But we do have to remember that we have to push differently on different platforms. Um, and that was what I struggled with. I was just like, let's just put a blank slate out there. You know, like if I put it on Facebook, it'd be good on IG and it'd be good on TikTok. And I quickly, quickly found <laughs> out that you can put the same picture up on all social media platforms, but you need to change what you say because yeah. <laughs> 
every yes. algorithm is different. Everybody looks at different things. Um, so with social media being such a polarizing thing right now, um, and some feel that it's super saturated and it's so much going on. Do you personally think that it's harder now or easier now for us to get the word out in this day and age? In this day and age, I feel like it is easier to get the word out. And I say that because now we have more avenues to get the word out. Like back in the day, Madam C.J. Walker, for instance, they didn't have social media. They didn't have the Internet. All she was able to do to get her word out was put as in the newspaper or just be in different marketplaces advertising her product. And word of mouth was basically the only way to get the word out. But now you can do that and more. You can put billboards out. You can have different avenues on social media. So you can have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can have all of those. And then you can also have a website that really drives that revenue into your business. So I think it's easier now because we have more at our feet as in where we can go to get the word out about our products and get people to see it. Okay, so follow-up question, because I feel the same way, is that although we can get the word out, I personally feel like our words don't last as long. Like you brought up Madam C.J. Walker, and it's just that even if she got the word of mouth out there, and if she got one write-up in a newspaper, since that newspaper may, may have only come out once a week or once a month, that was on people's mind for that whole time frame versus now, you know, there are at least a hundred other personal chefs on my block, maybe, and yeah. maybe a hundred other people that are using a natural products to create a house of melanin. Not that one, because that's already copyright, but a whole nother house over here. So how do you think that versus we get the word out easier, do you think it lasts as long? Or do we, we kind of got in this cycle of, we have to get that word out so much. Like we have to keep repeating, repeating, repeating. I think we have to keep repeating because with the market being saturated with more people that do the same things that you do, you have to be able to create your presence. So your presence is really what is going to drive people to purchase the stuff from you. So not only is it getting the word out, but being a face for your business. You have to show that your products work. You have to show that people are enjoying it. So being persistent and being present is something that you definitely have to do nowadays since there are more people that are in the market doing the same things that you're doing. And I do want to end that with um, you don't have to compete with everybody. Um, right. I, I definitely I see this a lot. And I mean, it happens a lot in our community in the black community where we feel like there can only be one. And we do, we do this across the board. Um, not even just in business, you know, it's in music, it's in, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where I feel like going forward, we need to help each other and realize that there can be more than one of us. I mean, that's the whole reason why there is a Walmart there. There are malls. Like we, we know that this, can work and have different people out here. So let's stop acting like, you know, you're my competition, so I'm going to bring you down so I can go up. Um, right. And I, I think that's a big thing too. So cross-promotion. Cross-promotion is big because as, as you just stated, we have to stay on top of it. We have to keep doing it over and over. And um, yeah, it can get tiring. 
Um, I don't know about you, but I I actually this year I started um I I kind of took a little bit of the load off of me. I have a team that does about 75% of my social media. So do you run all of your social media still yourself uh, or are you going that route? I'm not as fancy as you. No. So I can't media. <laughs> Look, I'm not fancy. It's just happy, you know. It's <laughs> invest in yourself, kids. <laughs> yes, invest in yourself. No, I will. Feel like you need to do the groundwork yourself. You can still do it. Yes, but... yes, do the groundwork. I I do not want to. I don't want to um, misconstrue it. I did not start my business on Monday and then um, get a team <laughs> on Tuesday. It just happened. I travel a lot. And what happened for me is that the same thing you touched on is what I, I felt like I was losing people um, in social media because I was not consistent. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me is that if I'm traveling on a regular week um, outside of, of this year, um, <laughs> 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 well, my week would usually consist of uh, one or two cooking lessons, um, at least one client that I'm going to be doing in-home meal prep services for. So I'm cooking them breakfast, lunch, and dinner or some sort of variance, um, at least for five days. And then on the weekends, I would either travel to a client or I would have a client that's like that day is fulfilled for them. So a lot of my groundwork that I was doing in the beginning to kind of hustle to get these clients, I realized that the more clients I got, my social media and my persistence on there was lacking so much. And my biggest thing is, and this I, I feel like is one of the biggest things we don't talk about um, with business, is that you always hear it growing up, is you have to spend money to make money. And it made zero sense to me, like, growing up. As a kid, I was just like, why? Why would I spend? Mo- if I keep my money, then I'm, I am I have more money. Like, I don't understand this concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, but I would say, um, if you're going out with these businesses, Tell them, like, I'm just, I want to trial this out. Like, a lot of businesses will let you trial things out for, like, a month um, or even two weeks. And if it improves your if it improves your state of mind, which is a big thing because you have a lot of pressure on you as a business owner, if it improves your flow of clients coming in, if it improves your bottom line of revenue, I say go for it. And that that's what happened with me. So I it's, it may sound fancy, but it took me a minute. And you do have to find you have to find your you have to find your people. But um you but, do. You do. <laughs> but um but I mean there's nothing wrong with you what you do. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So because I mean you identified that you struggle with making sure that you keep your social media up to date. So you found the avenue that works best for you. Yeah. So I completely understand. I don't have a problem with posting. I've started posting on my social media for my business page more than I post for my personal page. And that's fine with me. So I can still maintain everything. I'm not as busy or traveling as much as you. So I completely understand why you do what you do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, different strokes, but you got to do, you got to find your own route. And that's the biggest thing about this is that creating your business, starting a business, guys, like this is creating your own route. So you can take you can take from people, but um, take knowledge and also take failures because it's your business. So it's going to it's going to look different. That role is going to be different. So remember that Uh, before we move on to some more stuff, because I got some more questions to ask you. Uh, (laughs) Let's get these vegetables out of the oven. I'm going to let these cool off. 
So, of course, we don't want to put really hot vegetables in with our fresh seafood and other things. Um, but now, I mean, we pretty much still at this point have all of our mise en place still in place. Everything is where it's supposed to be. We're keeping our eye on the ball. Um, and that's the biggest thing, too. Like this whole narrative of starting a business is it's the hard part. And then it's going to be a roller coaster ride where now is easy. Um, that's that's a false narrative, guys. Like you <laughs> <laughs> from start to finish, you need to be organized. Like if you start yeah. off organized, stay organized. It's the reason why we say maintain, maintain everything. Keep up with everything. Paperwork is what we don't want to do, but we have to do paperwork. Keep a paper right. trail, um, you know. So let's get a big bowl out together here. And right now, we're just going to wait. So about five minutes just so these vegetables can come down to be at least room temp. Just don't want to put them in super hot. And then we're going to, after that, go ahead and start really making this dish. Okay, so while we're waiting on those to cool down, one question I want to ask you, because in my business, I'm I'm thinking about moving into this this kind of route later on in the year, maybe into next year, but you deal a lot in shipping. So that's a whole other aspect of business that um a lot of people don't understand. And I, I struggle with explaining to clients why I can't ship everything that I do. Like I can't ship my meal prep kits because it uses dry ice and certain boxes. And if I charge you that much, you're probably not going to want to buy it. Um, <laughs> so like in my business of food, mm-hmm. it's a little harder to get into. But can you speak on the challenges and maybe like some some insight on the shipping part of business? So shipping is something that is a struggle. Well, not necessarily a struggle, but it's, it's something that must be done and you just have to find the right avenue to do it. So when I first started making the soaps and I knew that they would be shipped, I had to really do a lot of research on finding out how I was going to ship them for a reasonable price. And what I did was I went to the post office. I went in there initially because I was dropping off some orders and I was asking, do you guys offer any business discounts for small businesses when it comes to shipping out their products? And they're like, yes, let me get your contact information. And I gave them my website, my email address and my phone number. And then someone reached back out to me. They gave me three different um, partnering companies that they go with for shipping. And they gave me a trial for each one. It was a 30-day trial for each of them. And at the time, I was about to host a sale. So I was like, this is a perfect time to try out this particular one. It didn't have any monthly fee. And it gave a discount on the packaging or on the shipping itself. And I just tried one company. And I just enjoyed how much it synced with my website and how much it was just easier for me to go through and print off my labels and not have to go to the post office and have to weigh everything out and I could just drop it off. And I just went with that. I go with XPS Shipper and it they give you a discount on the regular rate. And then they also do not charge a monthly fee. So some companies, they do charge a monthly fee, which is bogus in my opinion but hey (laughs) you gotta do what works for you so that didn't work for me those other companies so i went with xps shipper and i love them they call me about every 
two to three months just to touch bases with me to see if I'm utilizing their platform to the maximum capacity. And so I spoke with them maybe about two weeks ago, and we just discussed how to make sure I get my logo put on the labels that are getting sent out. And we also touched on how to make it so that my shipping weight of my products, it goes ahead and calculates my shipping that way. So that's what I'm probably going to be moving towards in the coming months. But okay, okay. it's all... It's all working. It's but all working. I'm the fancy window, but y'all heard that. Right? <laughs> you got a lot going on these next couple of months. But yeah, but ultimately, yeah. it sounds like their customer service really won you over, though. Yes, it really did. It really did. That's good. That's good. Because I think, um, I like I say, I, I'm new to this world of shipping, but I like the fact that you know, these companies are doing the same things we talked about earlier, like giving out these trials and letting you mm-hmm. kind of figure it out because it, it customer service is a big part of everybody's business. Like now, like you're the face, you're the voice. And I don't want to work with other people that, you know, don't want to work with me. So that's good that they're reaching out. Like shout out to shout out to them. You know, maybe we get yes. a little sponsorship out here, you know, yes. a, a discount. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So that's a good little um all right, that was a horrible segment. I mean segment. <laughs> <laughs> other than ship other than shipping though, um, we did just touch on social media a little bit. And I find that I get this question a lot because you stated that you post more on your business social media than you do on your personal social media. Um now for me. I ended up doing a dual social media. So for those of you out there, usually it's broken out into one or two kind of cases or me and Tashire are are your one and two cases here where you have all of your personal social media. So you're still who you are at the end of the day on all your social media platforms. And then you have your business social media platforms, which are not the same and they are completely different. So you have your IG, your business IG, your Twitter, business Twitter, so on and so forth. Um, I tried that in the beginning, but I quickly realized for my business model, being a personal chef, I needed to basically be the business. So I ended up deleting, but also quick note, side note, even if you don't want to have two social medias, go ahead and get those social medias unlocked. So that means that if you're out there right now and you want to go my route, just because you want to have katie's cupcakes or whatever you want to have go ahead and get katie's cupcake ig katie's cupcake twitter get those handles because you don't want anybody having those handles later in life there's a quick little quick little thing for you um but i decided to do that because it was harder one i've already told you guys one of my weaknesses is keeping up with social media as much it was harder for me to manage both but also it was so hard being that i am the person that's going out, I am your personal chef. I'm the person showing up. And then I was, I felt like I was kind of deceiving you in a way because I was giving you this perception of this is all that I am, but you're really going to get all of me. If I'm doing a concierge chef um, kind of site for you and I've, I have one client that they family vacation a lot in the Hamptons, but they also go to the Caribbean a lot. And I'm fortunate enough that they think of me every single time, but when they fly me down to the islands to do their whatever they're doing, like 
I'm going there, me, the whole me. <laughs> so they want to see me, like they want to see my vacation pics, like they want to see all that things. Um, you do. I will say, even though my route sounds easier than Tashaya's, on her side, I'm pretty sure there are obstacles, and on my side, there's obstacles. One of my biggest obstacles is that you do have to be careful what you put out more when it's just yeah. you wholeheartedly. So that means mm-hmm. that don't be fake, but also maybe don't be too much out there because right. at the same time, like that is all people see. You're one mm-hmm. entity in one now. So what are some of the hardships that you see on your side of things with having that the separation there? Well, one of the difficult things with having that separation is just making sure that you're active on both because while I have my business, Instagram and Twitter separate, I still want to show that I'm present on my personal page because in the bio of my um, business Instagram, I do still tag the CEO and put my personal Instagram page up there. So I still want to show like be present and show that I do stuff and even on my personal page, I promote my business. I just keep it separate because there's some, like, all of my family stuff. I post, like, pictures of my nieces and my nephews and relationships with my best friends and what we do. And certain stuff, like, I just don't feel like it needs to be on my business page. Yeah. So that's why I chose to keep them separate. However, I do want to start posting more of my personal self onto my business page just so that my customers, they can really get a better feel of who I am without having to go to my personal page. They can see more of me on my business page. And I'll say, um, piggyback off that, I feel like that happens on my side too, where I do post, you know, my friends and family, but I am cautious and it's, it's a secondary thought, which I think, I think that's a, another conversation we need to have about social media. You should be thinking twice before you post some things. Yes. That's like yes, so everybody out there. Um, but you know, sometimes I do like, I want to post my mom and my grandma, but at the same time, like I find myself asking for permission sometimes because I don't like, mm-hmm. you know, like, the goal for both of us as small business owners is to one day not be small business owner. We want to move exactly. to the point where we are business owners and then can even help other small business owners. And as we know, the internet is slightly ruthless. So, you know, if very, very if a house of Melden blows up <laughs> tomorrow, like Tashaya is ready to take whatever heat comes her way. But, you know, right. your, niece, your niece didn't sign up for that. Your mom didn't sign up for that. Exactly. So, that, you know, exactly. like still be cautious, guys, about what you're putting out. Um, one quick rule that I do or like a little thing I do, like sometimes, you know, I might put things in my stories that go away and I might not post them mm-hmm. as a post. You know, like. As we know, the internet is still forever and somebody might take a screenshot. But at the same time, you know, if you're not being too cynical, stories go away. Your right. posts are going to be forever. So, you know, that might be a little help for you. Now, our food over here, because I know we're getting a little hungry. Our food is pretty much ready to mix. Um, luckily, we have all of our vegetables cooled down. I have my grapefruit juice and my lime juice already mixed together but separate as well and then we put the jamaican jerk season on the vegetables but i have some extra because we're going to season to taste once we mix everything together so i'm going to put into my bowl first my shrimp and my lobster 
Now, for those of you who have never peeled shrimp before, I'm going to show you that um, or tell you that it's pretty easy. So if you want to buy shrimp, the cheapest way to buy shrimp is buying it with everything basically not done for you. Meaning that when you buy shrimp that are going to be de-shelled, de-veined, and detailed, then they are going to charge you for all three of those things. <laughs> so if you buy whole shrimp, then you're going to pay less. Now, if you're in a hurry, I say the thing you want to buy is deveined shrimp. So you can buy it deveined, and then it's easy to take the tail off and the shell off, and you kind of get a more bang for your buck, in my opinion. So I say if we buy some some large shrimp here, we bought some large shrimp, and I bought it deveined, so we're just going to take off the shell, and we can either keep the tail on or we can take the tail off. Um, a little bit of chef information here or restaurant information a lot of times we just keep the shell on or the tail on just for presentation purposes because it makes you as a customer feel like you have a bigger shrimp than what you have uh once we take the shell the tail off then the shrimp automatically looks smaller so you ever wonder why you get shrimp cocktails and the tail is on it's one to quote unquote hold the shrimp by but it's also because those shrimp look a little smaller when you take the, the tail off. So that's <laughs> so, interesting. It's a little perception thing. So, you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of things we do in restaurants, um, it's because we eat our eyes first and we want to make sure that our customer sees things a certain way. So I'm gonna keep the actually we'll keep the tails on here too, make it a little bigger for everybody. And we're just gonna um so pull the the shell right off. If you hold the tail and pull the shell right down, the shell slides right off, doesn't take the tail off, all good. Now, if we weren't doing ceviche, I would say keep these shells and then we can make this into a really nice seafood stock for other things. The shell from here and the shell from the lobster. Now, since we're doing Jamaican style ceviche, definitely keeping stuff because nothing is wasted in the Caribbean. They definitely using it for something else. So, you know, (laughs) so even if you think you're going to do some kind of dish later on, keep these things. Um, for our lobster, most of the time you can buy lobster tails already kind of cut away. The easiest way that I find to de- to get the meat out is to just take some kitchen shears or either a large chef knife, go right in the middle of that top of that lobster tail, pull apart, pull the meat straight up. Comes out super easy. And we just want to cut down the lobster into shrimp sized pieces. So we got our shrimp our lobster, our crab meat. Since we're using lump crab meat, we're going to set it to the side. Like I said, we're going to use it for garnish. I mean, it's going to taste good, but we don't want to mix it in with the citrus because it's going to kind of overcook it too much. And then a crab claw here. So we can actually put this into the mix. So we're going to, we're going to mix this up too. All right. So in this big bowl, let's pour in our juice, a little bit of our juice, about halfway. And then we're going to pour in or put in our seafood. So put in your lobster and shrimp and that crab claw first. Remember, we're using the citrus to cook the food or we're using the citrus to cure the food here. So that means that what we want to make sure stays in and goes in first is going to be the seafood. So that needs to make sure that it's submerged at all times. Next, we can go ahead and add in all of our roasted off vegetables. And the cherry tomatoes, which are fruit. So we can go ahead and add that in. And then we can put in our other two fruit items, which is going to be our mango and our pineapple. 
So mixing this up, the best way for you to really get a nice flavor out of this is to let it sit for a minimum of, I would say, about seven hours. Now, this is because we're using grapefruit and lime juice. Lime juice is going to break it down pretty fast. Grapefruit juice is not going to break it down as fast. So in about seven hours in the refrigerator, we can really get a really nice flavorful ceviche. So let's go ahead and wrap this one. And we're going to set it to the side, not for seven hours, but just for a minute here. And kind of finishing up with some questions with Tashaya with this business plan. So after you start our business, we've gone through, we've given the people a lot of gems here today, I feel. Um, would you say that starting the business or maintaining or running the business is the hardest? Maintaining and running the business is the hardest. Because with starting a business, it's simple. Like, you just have to start in getting your, like, any legal things, getting your LLC, your business license, and just having your product that you're ready to sell. But managing and maintaining that business, that's a whole nother beast. Because you then have to make sure that you keep your supply available. You have to make sure that your getting things shipped out in a timely manner. You have to make sure you have policies in place. You have to make sure that everything that keeps that business going is keeping that business going. So starting is simple. Starting, in my opinion, is simple because you just have to start. You have to have that idea. You have to be ready to put yourself out there and start. But to keep it going, you have to be able to manage all of the facets of that business. So managing and maintaining is probably, in my opinion, the hardest thing to do. I agree 100%. I, I have nothing else to add to that. That is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the start, the start is getting up the hill, but then you realize the mountain is still ahead of you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so once you're up that hill, you just got to keep on going. So I, I definitely agree with that. Okay. So one of the things you just touched on a little bit is LLC. And for those of you out there that are kind of on the fence about, should I get an LLC? Should I get a business license? Um, Which route should I go? I would say every route is different, but look into it for your own personal business and see what works for you the best. Um, For me, I found that LLC was my route to go because of the fact that I can do so much more with it later on in life. I was also living in Florida when I first started my business. So I got my business license for the county that I was in, but I needed a little bit more broader because I travel so much. It covers me completely in certain aspects. Um, I also found out that moving on to cooking for people in their homes that I personally needed insurance. And it's something that I didn't think about and a lot of people don't talk about, but I needed it because I was in people's homes and things happen. And if you're buying from my website, of course, and you get a merchandise, I can put a disclaimer on there that covers everything and it covers me and it covers you as a consumer. But when I'm in your home, if something happens and your kitchen catches on fire while I'm there, you might want to sue me. Hopefully not, but I have insurance just in case. (laughs) So for me, that was my route. What's your thoughts on LLCs and what's your thoughts on those versus business license or should you do both or what route did you take? Um, Personally with me, I took the route of both. When I first started my business, I got the business license. And then I did a little bit more research and I then went and got my LLC. 
So I would say definitely do, definitely do the research on both. Like what is an LLC? What is a sole proprietorship? What is the business license good for? Do your research because you also are going to need this information for when you file your taxes because yes. it's all going to tie into each other. So just do the research that you feel you need to do in order to make the best decision. I'm not a lawyer or legal advisor, so I can't tell y'all what to do. Just research <laughs> and consult anyone else that you may need to. But research is your best bet. And you can go to government websites to do this research so that you can get the answers right from them. You can also call them. They're available to answer any questions as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Research, research, research. Like it's your, as we've stated so many times already, like this is your business. This is you. Like it's an old analogy, but the book stops here. Like there's nobody else to put a blame on. Like if something goes wrong, it's you. It was your fault. So make sure that you're doing all the research. And once again, your business is different. So you might not need a LLC. You might live in a county where the business license is very different. So do the research. Um, like Tashai said, go to the government websites. Go to your local county websites. Um, mm-hmm. I've moved since I started my business. So I had to get a new business license in the different county I moved to. Totally different qualifications. Completely yep. different um, things. Like So never assume that you've already done that and now it's going to be the same or vice versa. Always do the research and stay on top of it. Um, I think that's a good little wrap on that. While we're wrapping it up, I'm gonna pull out our ceviche and we go ahead and plate this up. Now, I would yes. say that once it cools down, of course, it's gonna cool down over seven hours in the fridge in the refrigerator here. But um, once it's gonna be kind of chilled, my best thing about ceviche is that I like having different bites with each one. Now, since Tashaya decided to do a little bit of a Jamaican ceviche here, we're going to have a little bite in there. So it's going to be a little spicy, a little sweet. So I would say get a piece of that mango or pineapple with a piece of those um, vegetables that have that really nice spice on it. And then a piece of that seafood. Now I'm going to sprinkle our lump crab meat on top and then we're ready to go. So... To wrap things up today, I mean, ultimately, starting a business is a big feat, um, but it's not impossible. And as you just heard here, we come from two different worlds. We started two completely different businesses. Some of the things we do are alike and some are very different. But that's pretty much what a business is. It's you. It's whatever you're doing. Um I can learn from Tashaya. I learned things here today that I'm going to take into my business. And hopefully, like, you know, she learned from me. And yes. that's the goal. Like, we just want to make each other the best possible versions that we can be. Um, you have anything else to add for the people out there? You've been dropping gems all day, so you might as well keep going. I just want to reiterate, if you have an idea, a business idea, anything, just start where you are. Just start. That is the first thing and the main thing that you need to do. You'll figure everything else out along the way. You will grow as a person and as an entrepreneur. But first, in order to see that growth, you have to start. I agree. I agree. I will say um, thank you once again, Queen Tashaya, for joining me today. Can you please tell the people where to find you on all your social media platforms, your businesses? What do you have coming up next? We got 
um, all kind of things this year. So what, what what's next for you? Okay, so with House of Melanin, we recently just dropped our CMOS soap and our hyperpigmentation kit. And then coming up, we have new apparel to be added to our line. And then we're also doing a tea line, which will be a loose tea. You're going to love it. And then we also have a hair growth oil that will be coming as well. So a lot of new stuff to come with House of Melanin. And I want to make sure that you can stay connected with us. So on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, follow us at House of MLNN. And you can turn your notifications on so that you know exactly what's going on with us. Awesome. Amazing. I'm definitely excited for this tea line coming up because um, I like tea. So, yes. Yeah, and I already know the rest of the products are great, so I keep buying them. And I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So me too. I can't wait. Thank you guys for joining today. Thank you so much, Queen Tashaya, for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. I hope that you guys had an amazing time learning about starting a business and that you got really excited about this ceviche because it is ready. You're ready to start your business. Start your day with some ceviche and a business plan and go out and make it happen. Thank you guys for coming. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. 